Hey y'all, it's Bob Preston here with Property Management Brainstorm, bringing you our latest edition of 5-Minute Friday. For those who are new here, consider subscribing. I bring you my best tips and advice in property management and being a landlord with a focused topic every week on Friday in 5 minutes or less. In today's FMF, we are going to answer the question, what charges can be taken from a tenant's security deposit? All of my information today applies to California state law. So let's start with what do we take as a security deposit at the beginning of the rental period? At my company, North County Property Group, we require the tenant to have paid a security deposit equal to one month's rent prior to move-in. Also at move-in, we do a full property inspection with the tenant present to document the condition of the property at that particular time. So now, fast forward a year, probably, most likely, or to the time frame set as a lease termination date. That's typically one year, or it might be longer if the tenant extends. At the end of the lease, we do another inspection once the tenant has vacated the property, and this is referred to as the move-out inspection. The move-in inspection compared side-by-side with the move-out inspection is often captured on the same form, and we typically would refer to this as the MIMO, M-I-M-O. So if you ever hear that term MIMO, that's what that means, move in, move out. So allowable deductions. If items are noted on the MIMO form indicating a difference in the property condition or status, State of California allows us to take deductions from the tenant's security deposit for four purposes. For unpaid rent or unpaid utilities, the landlord can charge those items or that cost of the unpaid rent utilities to the tenant's security deposit. The landlord can also charge for cleaning the rental unit when the tenant moves out if they haven't done it, but only to make the unit as clean as it was when the tenant first moved in. Landlord can also charge for repair of damages other than normal wear and tear. We're going to get back to this term normal wear and tear here in a minute caused by the tenant or the tenant's guests. Now, sometimes leases or properties might also include personal items such as furniture. So if the lease consists of these types of items, like say furniture is left in the home, the landlord can also deduct for the cost of restoring or replacing the furniture or furnishings in the home. But again, only beyond what is normal wear and tear. Also, we can withhold from the security deposit only those amounts that are reasonably necessary for these purposes. Unfortunately, pretty hazy terms, right? What does reasonably necessary mean and what does normal wear and tear mean? Here's a tip. Don't get emotional about this kind of stuff, right? You have to keep this judgment in mind. And I think reasonable judgment rules the day. So reasonable necessary from my perspective, and I've heard most judges would also view it this way, means utilizing the least expensive process or action necessary to repair that damage. If there's a gouge in the floor, for example, that would mean trying to repair that particular area, not just immediately replace the entire wood flooring throughout the entire house. Normal wear and tear are things that occur at a home accumulated typically through the daily living or over the course of time. A hole punched in a wall or drywall the size of a softball that's obviously going to be considered tenant damage. Small nail holes used to hang pictures in the home, well, that's normal wear and tear. Carpet burns or large permanent stains are tenant damage. Worn or frayed carpet in a high traffic area, well, that's normal wear and tear. I have a blog post I've written with a great chart on more examples, and some of these come from HUD. So I'm going to post that link to the blog in today's FMF 
episode notes, and so I would encourage you all to go there for greater detail. Another concept applies to security deposit deductions, and that is the useful life rule. This is the method of calculating a security deposit deduction for repair or replacement of an item in a rental home, but it has to prorate the total cost of that repair or replacement such that the tenant is required to pay only that amount relative to the remaining useful life. So let's take an example. Suppose a tenant has damaged an eight-year-old carpet that had a life expectancy of 10 years and that replacement of that carpet of similar quality would cost $1,000. Do the math on this. Landlords may only charge the tenant $200 for the two years worth of remaining life. I've got to wrap things up. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Property Management Brainstorm FMF and that you will join us next Friday.